Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded July 27th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. I'm Marvin Greensboro. Figure Walking is a Winnipeg two-piece fronted by Greg McPherson. More commonly known for putting out records under his given name, he has become a staple in the city's music scene, putting out records for over a decade, and has also started his own label, Disintegration Records. His new project maintains his rock roots, but adds a bouncier, danceable beat by drummer Rob Gardner. Polaris Prize nominated their debut album, The Big Other, chugs along with urgency that will keep the listener hitting repeat. Joining me today is Greg and Rob. Well, welcome to Cups and Cakes. First off, let's uh, get to know the voices. Who are you and what do you play in the band? Uh, my name is Rob Gardner and I play the drums. And I'm Greg McPherson and I play uh, baritone guitar and sing. Well, Greg, you've been working as a solo act for some time now. What made you decide to start a band? Well, Marvin, you know, we've been playing together um, as sort of a band with Rob as my, my quasi-backing band um, for about five, six years. And uh, we thought, you know, it seems more like a partnership these days. I just felt like it was time to do something different, keep playing the same music for year after year. Uh, we felt like hitting restart and starting something fresh. Well, the album doesn't stray too much from your sound, so I was wondering, what distinguishes figure walking from your solo recordings? I'd say that, um, you know, the last couple of albums have been leading to this one in a pretty um, reasonable way, Uh, but this album, we wanted to try to do something that was like uh, ground zero of something new and specific, something intentional. So this album doesn't have anything slow on it. It's uh, more driving. We want to focus on uh, movement. I think that's a central theme in our work now. The idea of movement in terms of dance, like getting an audience to move. Also movement in terms of ideology and politics, trying to make work that's actually saying something about the world around us. And with the idea in mind of of creating some sort of collective conversation that could lead to change, you know, so some sort of movement. And uh, yeah, I think it's a bit more focused. The work definitely, like the lyrics are are much more unified than in previous albums. And that was an intentional choice. Well, the album was released on Disintegration Records, which is Greg's label, correct? It is. I'm going to just briefly off topic here ask, what's the pros and cons to running your own small indie label? Uh, the uh, pros will take a few seconds. Uh, you get to release music by artists that you like. Um, the cons are that it's sort of a money pit and uh, it creates odd tension between the people you're releasing music for and you as uh, you know, a, a label owner. 
Um, everybody has a different sense of what commitment they want to put in. So the first few years were really tricky because people we worked with weren't sure what to expect and we weren't sure what to expect from them. But now I think we're at a good place where we've been doing it for, oh geez, six years and um, we don't release very much, but what we do put out, I think, makes a lot of sense and it's, uh, it's good for, you know, it's community building in Winnipeg for us too. It's part of why we do it is to be part of something that's, you know, important to all of us. Well, you kind of mentioned that your, your album has a bit more dancey, positive kind of vibe to get the people moving. We can hear that, but you also tackle some frustrating social issues lyrically. How did you manage to do this in the recording? Uh, I think that, you know, I've learned over the years that I'm not really a spokesperson and I'm not much of an orator. Um, I feel too that uh, if you draw a line in the sand, um, that's a very uh, direct and specific way of, of connecting with someone. And I think it doesn't work very often in most circumstances. So the way that I feel that actually, I believe, gets through to people, if you want to share complicated ideas, is to do it in a way that's open-ended and doesn't point fingers. So I don't think there's many instances in our songs where we're yelling or, or um, you know, we're focusing directly on, on a specific individual or uh, an occurrence or anything that's... that's uh, specific to our times, but uh, we do talk about general feelings of frustration uh, about politics in a more in a broader fashion and we do it in a way that I think is much more palatable so it's a bit insidious in a way you know you want to get people to dance you want to get people to to rock out have a good time and uh, maybe feel like they're part of something and and possibly before they even understand that the the subject matter is actually quite progressive one of the big questions we have on our mind is is figure walking a one-off or do you plan to do more things in the future no this is the beginning i hope that we can play together uh like this for you know at least the next couple of records um we have enough music now we've already started recording a new album and uh, we hope to have that finished and ready to go by the summer of next year right on do you guys have any uh, big plans for 2017 what's coming up next uh, I'm moving to Montreal. That's a big plan. For school. So um, we're going to try to play some, some shows out in Quebec while I'm out there. And I think do some recording out there as well. All right. Well, now we're going to get into phase two of the uh, interview, the more intimate version. We're going to start with the rapid fire. Rob, I'll start with you. What album sparked your love of music? <sighs> uh, probably uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, which I know is a pretty boring answer, but... That one. Greg, how about you? Uh, I think The Clash, um, probably Sandinista. What's your current musical obsession? Can. Kraut Rock. And I'd say um, Rhythm and Sound. Tiki Man, especially. The album with Tiki Man. It's amazing. How do you take your coffee? Uh, nothing. Nothing in it. Yeah, me too. Black. And I like espresso drinks. I don't like drip. What's the best movie you've seen recently? Uh, Manchester by the Sea. I think The Birds with, uh, you know, it's uh, Hitchcock. Alcohol or marijuana? Ooh, I feel a big shift coming on these days. I'm, I'm liking marijuana more than alcohol. I'm uh, firmly committed to alcohol. My dad was an addictions counselor. 
so I have a special need to be rebellious, even well into my middle age. That goddamn Hugs Not Drugs t-shirt I used to have to wear. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? I had a, I had a, a glow stick thrown at me once, I think in, a, in an affectionate way. That was good. I had a uh, bottle of beer thrown at me and it missed. And in that very moment, I was literally throwing up in my own mouth uh, because I couldn't, I had eaten a huge meal an hour before the show. And I managed in that one moment not to barf all over the stage, not to be hit in the head with a beer bottle. And then I turned around and continued to somehow sing a song in front of a large group of people. Well, what was the worst thing to happen to you on stage? Having some um, difficulties with a snare drum to the point where I just uh, stabbed it with the stick mid-set. I once uh, told an audience in Halifax that I was um, a military brat and a guy got excited and engaged with that and he uh, asked where I had lived and I thought, oh, you know, this uh, I've been I, I've been living all over Canada. I've been in seven different provinces, including you know Alberta. It turned out it was one of the ones I listed. And he said, "Oh, where in Alberta?" And he was this burly dude who I'm thinking afterwards was ejected from the military unceremoniously. But he uh, he disagreed that I had lived in Alberta on a military base. Um, I lived in Monarski Park, which is just outside of Red Deer. And he said, "No, there's no." military base outside of Red Deer and the whole exchange went on and on song after song and he wouldn't let me finish a song and finally at the end of it during it was an absolute rainstorm in October and um, the bartender jumped over the bar grabbed him dragged him outside and he held the door frame and put his head in and said I'm gonna be out here waiting for you and I'm gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) and he left and that was it he wasn't though so it wasn't the worst thing, I guess, but it was one of them. It could have been. How many pets do you have and what are their names? No pets and uh, no names. I have a dog named Bootsy. What's the strangest job you've ever had? I taught tennis uh, for a few years um, and I have never played tennis in my life. I dug holes and buried the dead for oh. six years. Favorite superhero? Uh, Greg McPherson. <laughs> Mine's uh, mine's Wonder Man from the West Coast Avengers. Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones. What was your first car? <laughs> Still, I'm not sure yet. Hmm. I had a Ford Festiva and it was amazing and I pulled the back seat out so it was actually this very tiny van. It's great. What's your favorite Canadian city to play? Either uh, Fredericton or Sydney. Yeah, I hate to disappoint Edmonton. It's, it's on the list, that's for sure. Edmonton's my favorite uh, place out west to play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sydney, though. That's where, it's where I'm from, and it's always off the hook. What's your least favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> All right, what's your biggest pet peeve? You know, honestly, I my one of my biggest pet peeves is that expression, pet peeve. I don't like those two words together for some reason. I am frustrated by people who drive in the left lane on the highway and don't pull over to the right when they're going slower than the person who's behind them going a little faster than they are. I think everybody would agree with you, except for that person in the left lane. What's the best album to have sex to? 
Rob? I guess Kill Em All by Metallica, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard that record. <laughs> uh, I like uh, Ethiopiques Volume 4 by Malatu. Um, I'm going to butcher the last name, but it's uh, Astatki. It's incredible. Mm. <laughs> At least what happens <laughs> at my place is incredible. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite road trip album? Mine is um, Kurt Vile's Smoke Ring for My Halo. I'd have to say uh, Four Carnation, self-titled. All right. If you could have sex with any musician, dead or alive, guy or girl, who would it be? Cat Power. Hmm, Jesus, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. Cat Power. If you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? I would say, uh, you know, I'd like to fight that guy from Oxbow. I'm blanking on what his name is right now, not because I dislike him, uh, but because he's he's a mixed martial artist, and I think that he could kill me. <laughs> it would be entertaining. Yeah, he would choke me out within a second. I have a good one, actually. I, I would fight Todd Kowalski from Propagandy. If we're going that direction, I don't like fighting anyway. So one time I asked Todd to show me some moves while we were on tour and we waited till we got to a beach. He asked to wait. He said, oh, we should wait till we're somewhere soft. And then I, I was standing beside him and I said, Todd, hey man, is this a good time to, to show me a few moves? And literally within a, less than a second, I was on the ground with my face in the sand and I couldn't move any of my limbs. Yeah, Todd Kowalski. All right, if you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what substance would you abuse? I'm going back and forth between uh, Leonard Cohen and Iggy Pop. Maybe Leonard Cohen and um, some scotch. I would drink beer with Joe Strummer and I'd smoke weed with... um, Lee Scratch Perry. Actually, maybe Mushrooms with Prince. Good answers. All right, we're coming to our last question. It's a doozy. Similar to the Twilight Zone episode, if you've seen it, if you just found out you're the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? I guess uh, probably climb to the top of Mount Everest and then jump off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I would, uh, I would, Winnipeg's police force just recently bought a armored vehicle (laughs) and I think it would be, it'd be something else to just hop in that armored vehicle and drive it into our downtown shopping center and drive around in there as recklessly as I could do so without also killing myself. Obviously, I need to preserve myself being the last human. Actually, I'll change my answer. I was once told once, I was told um, (laughs) when when I was, I don't know, 12 or 13, a friend of mine convinced me uh, that there was something um, in our city that I apparently hadn't heard about called the swim mall, where you, (laughs) where you would go to the mall but it was totally filled with water and you would swim around through all the stores i guess with with uh with scuba gear and i bought this at the time and of course that doesn't exist anywhere in the world um so i would probably spend a lot i would fill polo park our mall (laughs) with water and get to live out that dream you know what I would do? Can I change my answer too? Sure. Or, you, or I'll add to it at least. I would, uh, 
I'd smash the state. <laughs> and I'd topple capitalism. <laughs> and then I would change everything so that I would single-handedly um, fight climate change in a real way, not just token. Great answers. Well, that brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you guys so much for coming down to the Cups and Cakes booth. Yeah, thanks, Marvin. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Yeah, good luck in all your future endeavors. Well, all right, listener. How about I send you on your way with the song Sounds from Figure Walking?
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Figure Walking. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.